0: Hey there, Pierce McCarthy here and you're very welcome to Foreplay, a podcast for those who have a love of music. The idea behind this podcast is that in each episode I'll be joined by an artist, be they a singer, songwriter or the main songwriter of a band. I've asked each guest to send me four songs which they've written that are most personal to them. And over the course of the podcast, we will then chat about the inspiration behind the song and the process that my guests went through from the song being just an idea or a thought in their head to the finished product, which we will hear on Foreplay. In this episode, I'm joined by the vocalist and main songwriter with East Cork band August Walk, and I'm delighted to give a big Foreplay welcome to David Dots Tobin. Dots, how are you doing?
1: Great, Pierce. How are you?
0: Not too bad. You're very welcome to Foreplay.
1: Thanks very much your, your star. thanks for having
0: me oh my pleasure my pleasure uh, August Walk I suppose are one of my guilty pleasures ah uh, thanks very much for a listener out there who may not know a whole lot about August Walk when did you guys form and how did you form
1: I had been writing songs for years I was always in songwriting reading and playing, playing music for years and pubs and different things and I went to England and I met uh, Howard Jones he was a big singer in the 80s
0: yeah, the Howard uh, Jones.
1: The Howard Jones. I was doing a, a um, an open mic night, and so he thought it was good. So he brought me down, and we, we did a bit of recording in his studio, his band and stuff. So I kind of knew then, right, I must I must be some bit all right at the songwriting. So I released the song over. It did very well, actually. Tipped Away Lonely, but it was called, and it was good. And uh, when I came back to um, Cork, I started gigging again. And I met uh, Owen Hennessy, a pal of mine. And we started gigging together, doing the Dots and Henny gigs all over Cork and all over everywhere, really. Mm. And uh, we, we we decided, right, well, we're going to do an album. Because, uh, you know, I had been writing more and more. And I, I had maybe, you know, 12 or 13 good songs, but we, we thought they were good anyway. Yeah. Uh, and we decided to, to go out and do an album with Giovanna Shea.
0: Now, Kieran O'Shea. For those out there, is Kieran O'Shea from Cycle Fly, who's also worked with the likes of Bush, yeah. to name but a few.
1: Man. And Kieran is a, is, a, is a legend. He's really good. And he he just brought it out. You know, I mean, like we we had ideas and we had different things, but Kieran just just made us, you know, made the this unbelievable. And
0: what is it about him? Do you think that he
1: that just does he has got it? Like you know, he's got it, man. He's just that. Uh, I don't know. Like I, I've been to a lot of studios and a lot of producers and loads of them are brilliant and all that. But I, I just found with Kieran is he's so good at what he does. You know, mm. he just really is, and and he just makes you feel like a rock star. So you get the best out of a song. Then when you when you've got confidence in yourself, I think you get the best out of out of a song. Then you know.
0: Yeah, he's very entertaining to actually watch work I'm on a desk, isn't uh, he's he?
1: He's brilliant. Yeah, uh, he's a great guy, and then you know, so so that was kind of that, and. Um, we released the album um, straight off the rock, and we did great. We did, you know, we did a, we did a lot of festivals. We did indie and we did everything, and we released the, the album, got in the charts, and one of the songs got in the charts, and we got Grammy nominated. It was yeah. it went mad, it was mad. So was brilliant.
0: The first song that you picked is a tune called "When We Were Young." So why did you pick this?
1: Because it's the very first song I've ever, I, I, I ever wrote. You know? Okay. And uh, I was going out with a girl at the time. I'd been going out with her. We were going out for years, like, since we were kids. And um, kind of towards... We, we were going out a good few years, and, you know, the way... These relationships probably don't last forever, especially when you were kids, and I kind of wrote the song about her, and the way we were kind of... I was a bit mad, and uh, I probably... Would have been tough to to handle for anyone, for any woman I still am <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it was just about that, and it just you know the song kind of means a lot to me uh, i I've changed it around a little bit, and I've done different things with it but uh, it's the very first song, and even when i when I came back, I didn't record it for you know fifteen years after I wrote it okay, and even the lyrics uh, I thought maybe they were a little bit you know dated. Sixteen or seventeen year olds lyrics, but I never changed them because I just thought, you know, that's what that's what the way I was when I wrote the song. So,
0: and when you play that song, does it bring you back? Do you have memories of this lady
2: or oh, of the yeah, time? Of
1: course. I mean, I'm still good friends with her. I still talk to her, and uh, you know, there's no, there's no problem. We're, we're the best mates. But um no, it was just nice. Was like, I suppose still, when you're looking back at your youth, that song reminds me of, you know. And when, and when you do look back
0: at your youth thoughts, I mean, you're you're immersed with music now. What age were you when you really got the
1: music bug? I remember uh, this band. They were very good. They were put together. And anyway, the singer left. So I wasn't a musician. I did not play guitar. I didn't do anything. And uh, I just had the Liam Gallagher walk. So I said, right, I'm going to sing in the band. I would have been about 16, I suppose. Okay. You know? I hadn't picked up a guitar or anything. And then uh, when I started singing with the boys, it was brilliant. But I knew that I had to play the guitar because I I, I knew I needed to kind of, you know, it's one thing being a singer, but you need someone beside you that that knows exactly what you're doing if you're the singer. Mm. So I just felt I needed to learn the guitar.
0: Was lyrics always a thing for you? Were you always scribbling away?
1: Oh, it was even in school when I was a kid, like, you know, I used to be writing funny funny essays and funny, you know, constantly writing all the time. So I'm still the same. I I wrote a poem recently. You know, I meant to write
0: You're a a wordsmith, as they say.
1: That's it. (laughs) Okay. It doesn't make sense, but it (laughs) does.
0: Makes sense to you, my friend. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so we're going to play the first song that you picked, and it's the very first song that you've ever written. Uh, It's August Walk and When
2: We Were Young. Every time I feel this way Something always gets in the way And I cry Baby, you and I And every day I hope Bye.
0: listening to the 4Play Music Podcast. My guest is David Dots Tobin from August Walk. I've asked him to send in four songs that he's written that are most personal to him. And that was When We Were Young, the very first song he ever wrote, Dots. What age were you when you wrote it?
1: Uh, about 16 first, I think. I yeah. That
0: maybe, maybe. And was it in the schoolyard where you did see this young lady for the first time when your eyes met?
1: Uh. I don't know. I can't even remember. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because you have such a poetic way of describing the beginning of The Love Affair.
1: No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's, um, I don't know what it was. I just kind of, um, I was kind of starting to write at the time, and then I had that song in my head. And um, it was the first one I got right. I thought, you know. Yeah. i have been trying for a while to write some stuff, but that was the first one I taught. Yeah. Right. Happy enough for this one.
0: Now, as you said, you, you've always been a wordsmith and, and writing has always been your thing. And, I mean, you started writing songs. So how difficult was it for you? You know, you know when you write a song, a song is your baby. And then when you bring a band in on that, you're, I mean, you're bringing them in on, I suppose, your soul and your, your inner thinkings. Was yeah. that a difficult
1: transition well, for you? I mean, everybody taught me I should, I should have gone kind of, you know, with Dutch Cobb and go ahead with that. But I always wanted to be in a band. I just always wanted to, and, and I I didn't want to be. The, I, I'm not a, one for too much. Uh, I, I don't want to be the person that everybody goes to, you know. Yeah. But, uh, it's not that. It's just that I'm not into it. I just don't. I, ne- I never was. Um, I I just like to kind of sit back in the background if I can. I know that sounds a bit whatever, but it's not. It's not for me to be. Um, I, I just like the band thing. I think it was Oasis. The, probably the 90s did it for me with all the bands. Mm. I mean, there was no there was no front men kind of as such. There was no. There was Blower Oasis, all the, you know, all the Smashing Pumpkins, all these bands. And I always went to the band, you know,
0: yeah. so... And do you think yeah. there's a kind of a comfort in that? I mean, you know, if you're on your own... It's,
1: if, 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 it's it's probably it's probably harder. I don't know. I mean, there's loads of different members and all this as
0: Because that's the thing, I suppose, you're the kind of one constant member. and yeah. And over the years, the different members
1: have come and gone. Come and gone, yeah. And come back again and gone again. And that's kind of what... A, the way it is now, it's like I think we're kind of one big group, and you know, there's there's, there's eight or nine of us really. I prefer to kind of go forward like doing a, a big live shows with uh, with all the big the band members because it's it's difficult. Some of my songs are acoustic, and then you've got a big band, but we we always do. Oh, and style to everything, you
0: know? Yeah, but, uh, and when you write a song, Dots, where does the inspiration come to you? I mean, is there certain times of the day where you sit down, you know, could you be driving along in a van and suddenly it comes to, the lyrics come to you and you pull over and say, right, i got to work with this. W- yeah. What's your kind of songwriting process?
1: Well, I, I I have been like that, like if I'm walking along, somebody says something and I kind of go, that oh, sounds cool. And, uh, and it, you know, I... Like, for instance, like, um, Straight Off The Rock was the name of the album. Mm. And that was, like, wrote a song called Straight Off The Rock then. But it was a man of mine who had said it to me. You know, that's what the band, that's the name of the album. You need to call it Straight Off The Rock. So when he said that to me, I went home and wrote a song based on the, you know, on that. So, it's, but it's like, when it, I can you know, sometimes I do that. Like, somebody asked me to write a song um, in England before for... Um, a highway a woman this, you know whatever so this was the thing I had to go home and I had to write this song and that but I can do that but inspiration it just depends I, I suppose like I used to be a little bit better before maybe I'd sit down with a guitar and I'd constantly play away and I'd come up with stuff whereas now maybe I don't do it as much but I'm kind of my own worst critic if, if the song isn't if it doesn't stay in my head for the day. If I'm not singing it for the day, then I don't go back to it usually, you
0: know. Do you sometimes wonder did you leave the best song you've ever written go because because 100%, of that?
1: A hundred percent. I've ri- written some stuff there that, you know, and I, I went back to it a year later and it's gone. I know, but I must say that mainly the, if they're good enough they, they don't leave my head, you know. Yeah. And that's kind of what, that's that's the kind of, um, the bar I kind of set for myself, you know. Yeah. If it's good enough it, it, it'll stick in my head, and I go back to it, okay. you
0: know. Yeah. Now, the so, second song that you've chosen is a song called "Blue Sky." What's this about?
1: Blue Sky. Yeah. That's uh, that's probably the second song I ever wrote. Uh, Gone back when I was younger. Um, I think I was a bit of a jacket lad, you know, out with the boys and kind of crazy times. And like we used to, I used to go to Henry's. So Henry's on a Friday night, and that was my thing. And go Saturday night with the boys, and we used to be, you know doing what lads do and fucking partying and all that and mm. uh, I think maybe I, you know there was definitely stages where I, I had overdone it you know mm. uh, like drinking drinking drugs caused a lot of problems For you know I always said that if you didn't drink or you didn't take drugs you wouldn't have half the problems yeah, but that's uh, true. so I suppose I was you know when I was younger I was mad into all that and uh, that's what Blue Sky was about
0: Okay, and what, what so, for you, was the step away from that madness then?
1: Um, I suppose, well, it probably took me away, you know. I wasn't one of these guys that, that changed overnight. Mm. Uh, I have a daughter when I was five, so that's, that's a massive thing for me, you know, since she's been around. Yeah. You know, I would have been thirty when she was born. So, kind of since then, but I, I was definitely, uh, I never stopped. But I, when I was younger, I was, uh, you know, I was probably in a, Overdoing everything, you know. But that was the kind of culture back then. Everybody did it, you know, everybody was kind of out on the weekends and clubbing and all that and so that's what blue sky is about. I wrote that about, you know, I it mightn't be easy for everybody to understand the words, but I kinda of get it, you know.
0: Okay. We'll have a listen to yeah. it here, so
1: yeah, perfect.
2: Blue sky for all Wherever you go, it's the same as having something stuck on your shoe. We are all the same. Four walls look like they've just been painted, or is that me just hallucinating? I am this way
0: on the 4Play podcast in this episode with Dots Tobin. So that was the second song that you ever wrote, Dots. And There's a couple of lyrics kind of stood out to me, really. Uh, One, I saw an angel sitting waiting for me. Now, who is that referring to or what is that referring to? I'm curious.
1: That that is just, you know, in my eyes, it kind of been so out of your mind, I suppose, that you just, you know, like, I, I think things got very bad, and especially for guys around my age going back around them. Right. I mean, ecstasy and everything was going on. There was a lot going on. People didn't know where they were. Yeah. And I, that, that kind of, that whole song was kind of things I suppose that was going on in my head, you know, when I was so, Yeah. you know. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Can't, like, it. like, you know, when you're you out your head on these pills and all these things and, you know. A lot goes on in your mind and stuff but I just found that um, that song to me it just meant like you know anyone that I kind of was with I was kind of people were kind of getting you know they were disappointed in me I suppose and they were kind of going save me at the time you know and I kind of yeah, no it wasn't that bad man it was never that bad but I I was bad enough that you know
0: that's how you felt because you have there's also there's also a beautiful line in it where you say I don't deserve you
1: yeah that's it, like, you know, I, I mean I, and I think anyone that's look, there's a lot of fellas out today the cocaine thing has gone crazy in this country and all that. And there's people that are, are taking drugs and they're leaving people down and doing that, but you know, I don't think anybody intentionally wants to hurt anybody, but sometimes when you're when you're taking these drugs and these these things that hmm. you just you're not you're not you're not in the right mind and you don't know what you're doing half the time and it, you know.
0: Well your priorities kinda of change too you. What's important to you, I suppose, is different when you're when yeah. you're out of your head.
1: When you're out of your head and you out of your mind and, and you know, I, I see a lot of these things on Facebook, people go, oh, if, if you're an addict, you should be, you know, this and you should be that, but nobody really, like, nobody kind of goes into it taking drugs to, you know, to become a selfish bastard. Become, yeah. They're doing it because they just want to get out of their head once and then it becomes an, an addictive thing. but. I just felt back then that I, I, I didn't have control over what I was doing. I was just going to get out of my head all the time and going drinking. And it was, you know, probably hanging around with guys I shouldn't have been hanging around with. Them. Yeah. And uh, I lost a lot of good friends. I didn't lose them. I got them all back. But back at the time, they weren't, you know, they were like, man, you know, we're not, we're not going to be around you when, you know. Yeah, when you're like this. When you're like that, when you're out of your head all the time and whatever sort. That's kind of what that song was about. Obviously, girls and stuff that I'd been seeing, I let them down because I was, you know, disaster of a man.
0: Yeah, you don't. You, I suppose. Listen, your priorities were different, weren't they, at the
1: time? That's, yeah, but I think listen, it's not just me. I think that I know a hundred guys that were in the same situation. You know, yeah. Uh, it's a kind of a hidden thing in Ireland. You know, we don't really talk about uh, things like that. Yeah. And but it's going to grow up and they get married and they go. Then oh, I didn't do anything like that. But we did. A lot of us get out of our heads and we, we kind of give out about people today and youngsters today and all you know, them fickles and all that but it was it, it was always bad man it was just different drugs and different things and yeah. but uh, that look that's where I was going with that song anyway you know that's yeah. what it was for me
0: It's kind of funny isn't it when we were growing up and our parents said their generation was better than ours and we had respect yeah. and now we're looking at the younger generation and it's nearly like tisk tisk. and we we forget, yeah. we forget what we were oh, like when we were in our 20s, our teenagers. I think you
1: uh, may to mind giving out about things that I kind of go, wait a second man, you were fucking 20 times worse. <laughs> you know? And like, we, as you get older, because you don't agree with them things, you give out about them but, you know, kids today, some of them, like they, they get a really bad, I think they get a hard time, a lot of them.
0: Yeah, because so. you know what, the vast majority of them are amazing.
1: Yeah. And the other side of it is I know people give all about fighting, but fighting. I remember when we were younger, it was all fighting, fighting all the time. People don't I don't see kids fighting that much anymore and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think they're actually uh better better behaved than, than when I was seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Yeah. It was rough man, you know, it was yeah. like was rough and you know, and all that. But it still is now I get it, but I'm just saying that I don't think it, it, it changed. it's just the generation changes all the time, but the things set us down. My eyes.
0: Do you ever sometimes, when you're reflecting like that, kind of think, Jesus, look what I've become. I've got older. I've
1: matured. Oh, big time! You, know what I mean? you have to, you have to kind of like when I look back now, I go, Jesus Christ, we were crazy. But I'm, I'm still mad. You know what I mean? Like everybody still, like I love going up for a couple of points, the lads. I love it, and I love you know not that we can at the moment, but yeah, when we get a chance there. Yeah. And I still enjoy a beer until you know, but just a little bit more moderation. Yeah, and uh, and as know. a
0: and as a father, then to a young girl, and we see how the world is today for the youngsters now. So, do you worry about when your daughter gets to that age—that seventeen, eighteen?
1: Okay. Definitely, yeah. I mean, they're way too advanced. now, like you know, the kids are way too advanced. You know, like that's one thing I'd say. I mean, we we didn't know. We didn't really know much about anything when we were younger. When I was her, when I was her age, you know, we didn't we didn't have a clue what was going on. We were licking the walls. You know what I mean? But, like, now, it's, now they've just got so much information and so much, and they're, they're made grow very fast. And the internet is just so bad, you know? It's like, you know? Uh, somebody taught me today, my kid had this game on her tablet, and somebody like, oh, get rid of that, get rid of that, straight away, there's paedophiles hacking that game. I mean, Jesus Christ almighty.
0: Yes. <laughs> it's, it's a scary world, isn't it?
1: Where do you, yeah, what do you do when that's happening? Like, I mean, I don't know, but it is a scary world. It's definitely a scary world when you have a daughter and you know, Yeah.
0: Oh, I've, I've you know, I have two of them. I understand fully. <laughs> you
1: know, i exactly, you know. And you have to worry about them, whereas lads will kind of be a bit, you know, yeah, they can look after themselves a little bit more, but a little bit more safer. In my eyes, I, that's what I think anyway. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, no, I hear you. Okay, so we're going to move on to the third song that you've oh, picked. the third song. <laughs> one yeah. for the Road. Now, this is a song that was
1: nominated for a Grammy. It was, yeah. This is the one where I got all the shifts from the women. Uh, all <laughs> the 15 shifts I got from this
0: <laughs> song. At least you counted them, my friend.
1: <laughs> I've all written down and everything. That's
0: the that's uh, song for the next album.
1: <laughs> <laughs> 15 shifts. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no. I tell you what, this song is um, this this song is the one I wrote this in London years ago, and that was actually one of the songs I played at that open mic thing for when that Howard Jones was there, and he didn't really like that song. He he was kind of more interested in the other one, but uh, so I wasn't I was kind of kind of humming and hawing about it, and uh, but the song originally I, I I wrote it about I was in a pub in in London, and but like. The amount of Irish pubs in London—if you go into, there's always an Irish guy in the corner, and some old he's How's it going? You know, if you if you meet some younger Irish, he's mad to talk to them and all that. And it's—I love that. I love London for that Irish pub thing. I just—you know—it's—it's mm. it's so like it's like Ireland years ago. People go in, you sit down, you have a chat, and all oh, that. I love it. And uh, so I was met this guy at the bar. He's from Kerry. And he had told me, you know, his story that he'd come over to England on the ferry when he was 16 with with his girlfriend or whatever, and they were going uh, planning a life over there, whatever, but he was drinking the life out of it. And she had enough, she had enough, but she was going away. And I mean, he he obviously um, was heartbroken or whatever, but he never came back to Ireland ever again. He was was thinking, you know, in his late 70s or whatever. And he had never been back to Ireland. And he, he wouldn't go back. Like, he never met anyone after her, either. He taught me. Oh, wow. You
0: know? That was the love of
1: his life. I suppose, yeah. But I suppose, to know, thick Irish fella, you know, from Kerry. And, like, he was kind of, the way he, he had said it, like, you know, I was kind of, would you not go back for a holiday? And he was like, um, I can't, I, I couldn't go back there, he says, you know. He, he never, he never went back to Ireland because nobody would know him over there. And, uh, so, so she, she kind of had gone back there and they, I don't they never seen each other again and whatever, but it was just a sad story stuck in my head and I remember going back. To, we were living in, in England at the time and I went back to the house and I wrote that. I, and I came back to Ireland a couple of weeks later. I had only half that song written and I wrote the other half. Um, I used to work in a pub in Middleton okay. and you know I sat down after, and there was a guitar there and I wrote kind of the other half of it there. So, um, and it got nice. And then we were kind of doing a bit with it, or sorry, like, uh, I had played it a couple of times at different things, I and mean, everybody was saying, that's a good song, man. So I kind of knew then everybody was kind of interested in this song. And I sat down with Nicole Maguire. No, uh, sorry, you know, Nicole. Yeah. Uh, Nicole sat down with me and Hennessy, I think that night, that day. And we kind of went over and we changed it a little tiny bit and just got it right. And then uh, when we recorded it in uh, Whitewell Studios, uh, Aaron Dolan happened. He, we we had him down to do something else. We were doing uh, Till Hill, and Aaron was going to do the, the, the pipes on it, you know? Mm-hmm. And we just asked him to do it up there. on one for the road, and he put the pipes in it. Was
0: when I listen to that song, Dots, what it sometimes, I guess, brings up in me is this image of this Irish guy, alone, away from Ireland, has never travelled back and ultimately his heart
1: probably always remained in Ireland. Always, that, yeah. And as I said, like um, there's, these guys in, uh, are over in London now and they're in communities that aren't uh, Irish anymore. A lot of the Irish are gone now and they still go to the Irish pub and Johnny might be walking in the bar and they're still, you know, it's, it's they're craving, obviously craving Ireland. Uh, like I, I, I've been away a few times and I don't think you're ever as proud as you are to be Irish when you're away you know I used to love being a paddy in London like a, people you know oh, you're Irish man and I listen Why do you, you think
0: know? that is with us and we're, we don't seem you know when we're at home in Ireland then we're just very critical of it or maybe critical. even some some it's people are dying to get out of here mm,
1: I, It's it's unbelievable like I mean I'm home a while now so I, I, I'm even starting to see you know how you can fall into that. But, geez, like, when you're aware, everybody's so proud to be Irish. And, you know, yeah. like, I, when I, I lived in Australia, I know I was probably there a little bit before the, the invasion happened. So we were kind of, a, you know, a little bit, Um, people didn't, there wasn't as many Irish. where I lived though. in Australia, there wasn't that many Irish. So everyone was like, oh, you're the Irish guy, you know, and it's probably when you're aware, it's, you know, I think you, you kind of, you become more Irish does yeah. that makes sense yeah, you know? yeah it makes perfect sense
0: so we give the so, song a spin this is August Walk one for the thanks. road
2: for the last time no won't you sit with me tell me a story you have from old I can't bear to see you walk out that door Can I persuade you to have a one for the road Your fingers are slipping away from mine And your eyes are looking a different way Farewell, well, you say I am leaving Oh, I wish I could change your mind So tell me, you're not leaving, said with me, I'm a one for the road, cause I'm down on my knees and I'm bleeding. Stunned by the beauty you hold The bar stood still Not a moment in here When you walked right through the door till well, I caught your eye With my comfort and style And my shirt and my jacket were new I led you want to the dance floor and I sold you
0: Time I hear that Dots there's a couple of things as well number one I always get real Christmassy feeling even though it's not a Christmas
1: song oh yeah
0: I don't know I there's know. Some, There's just something about it I don't know just this warmth
1: yeah well i it's it's, uh, it's pretty like you could kind of I suppose it's kind of song you could listen to any yeah yeah but it's definitely uh, it's got that winter feel about it yeah I think we've done the video on the winter as well and it, like it, we were going to do a Christmas thing but I just thought that you know it's not really a, it's not a Christmas song as such, so
0: you'd have limited um, it really then, wouldn't you, if you'd you to
1: it completely, yeah. Like unless you're thinking about Christmas stuff. Yeah. It's not really a Christmas song. you know
0: And the other thing that I always thought when I listened to it because I just think it's an absolutely tremendous song, I always thought yeah. to myself if a Shane McGowan sang that it would have been a worldwide smash.
1: <laughs> That's it, sir. do you know? But like in the same time, I suppose the song has done very well It so sure really, has I, 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 uh, you know, I've, I've, it's done really well. I get messages all the time, but that's done constantly.
0: It's the and fan favourite,
1: isn't it? Oh, it's the favourite, everybody, you know. So, But, I mean, where do you go? Even Shane McGlone, if he brought out a song, no, I don't think it's going to be worldwide famous anymore. Yeah. I, I can't see any, you know, yeah. unless it's been promoted by massive companies in America or something, then, you know. There's no more, there's no more big smash songs. I don't think.
0: Is it frustrating as a songwriter and as
1: a oh, musician? It's completely frustrating. But you see, I suppose you have to put up with it now. There is no possible way of making money at the moment, completely, because you can't gig. Mm. You also can't um, sell your music because it's streamed for free on Spotify and all that. And then if you take it from Spotify, then what are you doing? You just there's no point in taking it out. because I know there is. If we all did it, then, then we'd end it. But, I mean, for me to take my songs off Spotify, then what's the point? It's
0: I'm, counterproductive, isn't it, for you? You know,
1: I might as well, Like, I prefer people listening to the songs than not to be listening to them, you know? It'd be nice if I got paid for it, but unfortunately, like, it's just not the way it is anymore. Music has become a, a hobby. Like, for me, I'm a full-time musician, and, like, but I have to gig I have to do the couple gigs and I have to do all the parties and different things to, to pay the bills. But like when you're releasing these songs and you're putting like I know so many bands that put so much work into mm. it, uh, releasing a song. I mean it's it's people don't even have a have a clue.
0: And the money And present. not only that, but the money that you, have, money, to money you, you have to spend if you wanna get it done
1: pumped. right. Yeah. And there's no come like there's no there's no money back. Mm. You know, you have to put it in and lose it every time, and people just don't understand it, like, and and even with gigs, people aren't going to gigs anymore, they're not supporting music, like, everything is just too easy, you know, you can just type something into your phone, and, you know, like, I mean, I still have a CD player here, and I stick in a CD, I like to listen to an album, and I love it in the car, I stick a CD in, an album, whatever, but, like, it's over, I, I just can't see people, like, and different bands that are coming out, everybody knows one song, Cause they can just flick on to another song that they like, then after it, you know, mm. they don't get, they don't have to listen to an, an, an album like we have to listen to an album, yeah, you know. And I don't know. Look, it's it's just the way it is. You could give out about it forever, but nobody's helping. Everybody's, you know, everybody's against each other, and uh, there's no kind of like as I I keep going on about the quarters and radio quarters and all that. it's just they're unfair in this country. It should be, it should be like France, and it should be. More pumped. The Irish stuff should be pumped more, and it would all it would all fall into place for everyone then. But it, it just doesn't seem to happen in this country, you know. Um, and like maybe, maybe down the line, there'll have to be something because who's going to be the big stars in a few years' time? Yeah, you know, when all the when all the legends are who who's going to take over? Because there's nobody coming up. Be, and that's know, the that's the
0: scary thing, isn't it? That's you know, like yeah. I, I'm slightly older than you, right? But yeah, you know, all the guys I would have grown up listening to some are dead yeah. and some yeah. some don't play music anymore and and That's I it. guess like that it's what's what's there for my kids and their kids and their kids' kids yeah who's going mean, to be who's going to be I, the bra the boss who's, who's going to be the gonna,
1: legends like, yeah, yeah you know and I, I don't know I just I don't, I don't know what, where it's going to end because uh, people but it, it's you can't blame the people because they're only they're only listening to what they've been fed you know and it, it's hmm. And 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 it's how simple it is to to not support the band because you can just go and listen to whatever you want on your phone or on your yeah. and listening to music on your phone as well is terrible you know That's the, awful
0: unless you've got you serious know? headphones and you've a Bluetooth but when I see people listening literally using the speaker of their phone it's like oh my yeah. god but because there's not, all the because when I what I, what I love about when I listen to the music of August Walk and any of the uh, podcast listeners to this. Show yeah. if you are going listening. What I love is there's these things that Steve does with the guitar that you really need a set oh, of yeah. headphones on.
1: You need to listen, it's the, to the, it's
0: the things in the background that he does, yeah. and sometimes it's the things that he doesn't do.
1: That's it, yeah. You just don't, you just have to be, but you have to be listening, you know, to it properly. Like, I mean, that's it. Like, Steve is unbelievable. We, like, we at the moment, like, the musicians in the band, like, they're as, they're as good as you'll ever get, you know, and they're all. Rock, they're all rock stars, you know what I mean and yeah. It, yeah. like I, I would always say go and watch a live show We're we'll go and see August Walk live it you know it's a good show And all but like no we can't even do that but I mean going forward I, don't, I just don't know what's going to happen but because of the you no know, gigging thing, then they're going to gonna have to come up with something because otherwise I i don't know where to
0: Like the, I know there's been an awful lot of musicians and bands and they've been doing stuff online you know live kind of concerts Playing to the internet and whoever wishes to to tune in, but yeah. I, ima- I imagine I I know it's the best of a bad situation, but when you're a, a musician and you're playing to a crowd, you feed off the energy of the crowd oh, and the point. interaction, and you know it's just not yeah. the same. I suppose is the
1: it's point. Not the same. And the other side of it is like like i we're used to playing, you know big stages and different places and in bars where people are kind of having a drink or they're kind of relaxed and like you're sitting at home you're playing a live show to Johnny O'Toole who's sitting in his kitchen drinking a cup of tea and he's going do you know and you're, you're on like it's not the right environment because people are not sitting down to watch a gig and they're kind of not you know they're watching everything and it's, it's it's not comfortable. I mean... It,
0: it goes ag- it goes against everything that music is really about, isn't
1: it? It does, yeah. It does, and it's just like... I mean, I do it. I, I do it on Wednesday nights with the lads. We, we have a jam. No, the whole thing was that we were going to have a jam and then we said we may as well do it live. And uh, so we do a live thing on a Wednesday night. No, not not every Wednesday night, but some of them. And they're great. It's a good crack and everyone. You know, people write in and have a laugh and a joke and it's good. And it was good when the lockdown was kind of in, but now you're kind of thinking... You know, it's, it's getting to a stage where it's it's becoming a hard thing to do because people have other options now. They can go for dinner, and they can go for yeah. the cinema, or they can go to whatever. You know, and they don't have to sit at home. So the life thing is kind of dying down a bit. Yeah. No, so I just don't know where where the what the musicians are going to do. You know, yeah. I just can't. No I'm trying to figure out.
0: And you know what? It's that's not only a problem here in Ireland, it's a worldwide thing.
1: Worldwide, really. yeah, completely, yeah. You know, even
0: yeah. the world big megastars right now should okay, they're yeah. able they're able to sit on their their millions, but yeah. ultimately they want to get out and play live as well and I'm sure I'm but sure they're experiencing the same the issues you are.
1: They have to go back playing live because they can't sell their music anymore, so they have to play live. Like, that's why all the old legends they don't want to be travelling around the world gigging. Them guys are back because they need to make money. Because it you know, obviously their overheads are a lot more. But I'm saying it's it's gone. Like there is no sales in music anymore. One thing we had with iTunes, that's that's even gone. Mm. Who who downloads who pays for music now? Yeah. So yeah. everybody's going through Spotify to pay their tenor a month or something and musicians haven't seen any of it. But uh so it's look, it's you can't there's nothing there's no answer to it at the moment yeah. until
0: yeah, that's true. Now, one you thing know, I want to touch on, and I, and I mentioned it uh, earlier on in the podcast, the Grammy nomination.
1: Yeah, what was that like? Oh, that was great. That was great. Yeah, we didn't.
0: Uh, you didn't make Hollywood, but you almost did. You were the step before it.
1: We were. We were very close. I was after. I was drinking champagne down my local in a the, in a in the mankini. i was fairly fairly <laughs> happy about it. <laughs>
0: What a sight, I don't want to I see that picture.
1: Rock, I was a rock star, son and true. Look at me, I'm glad i nominated.
0: Obviously, you know, when you got to that stage and then the next stage obviously was the Hollywood and, you know, yeah. ultimately big record company backing, so on and so forth. But whilst waiting to hear whether you were going to go to Hollywood or not, did you sit there and imagine what it would be like walking up a red carpet and there's all these stars that you've seen down through the years and you're rubbing shoulders with them?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose I don't think it ever kind of, I I I didn't have that much faith in us that we'd get that far because I knew that look, we were probably not in a situation. I mean, we were at the time, we weren't signed, we weren't anything, you know. We was nothing, so it's pretty hard to get to that to that level, unless you've you know. But it was great, like I mean, run all the papers, everything, and all the radio shows, you know. Great crack we really, did, you know, I was, uh, so it was a great, it was a great thing, I mean, um, we have a friend in San Diego, uh, Ryan McSweeney, so he is involved in the, in the, that, he had put us forward and then we got through this first round or something and then, um, so it was great, like it was a big deal. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah,
0: it sure was. Yeah, I fun. actually, I remember the time, it was fun, it was fun and there was also the Maybe just maybe.
1: Oh but, well, I mean, there was always a chance of maybe, but I, I suppose we couldn't. You know, we couldn't kind of get that. We were so busy here at the time. We were gay, again, we were. We just didn't. We didn't know what was going on. Yeah. And you know, all we wanted to do was kind of just get our get our stuff out there. And yeah, I don't think there was ever a maybe. Realistically, I mean, if I'm being honest about it, okay. there was never. Me and the lads were kind of sitting around laughing our asses about it. we're off to fucking this. We're off to the states. <laughs> but like, we all knew. You know, I mean, you—it's you got to be—you got to be in the states to, to get a Grammy. Like, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. To, you know. But we knew, and it was great. It was great for us, and it kind of boosted us, and uh, I mean, it gave us a little bit of confidence, really, I suppose. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's listen, it's a great thing to be able to say. Yeah. You
0: know. There's, do you know what? There's not a whole lot of people can say that.
1: No, there, there isn't. There's a couple in Cork, though, I think. Yeah. But like, you know, there's not a whole pile of us. Yeah. So. Um, but we've, yeah. There was a lot. Like I mean, there was there was times where where we were kind of more interested in getting an award in Ireland, you know. Yeah, of course. Because that would have it would have helped us out a little bit more, I think, over here. Well, having a band from Cork, you know.
0: Well, if you got a Grammy, I think that would have helped you out and uh, oh, a lot. No, no, but,
1: but we we, we knew. <laughs> I know like, the reality. You know, yeah, yeah. We right, were I kind of you. sitting drinking tea, going, "Are we going to get the new chain and out know, soon?" You know. We, <laughs> but like we knew, we knew, you know. Yeah. But. But we were happy to be involved in any way of us, you know. Absolutely.
0: Now the last song that yeah. you picked, dots. Enough is enough.
1: Yeah, enough is enough. I picked that one because I liked I like the. No, there's loads of other songs I've written, and I could have. There was a couple of ones that are probably are closer to me, but this one I found that my. I was so angry with with, with everything that was going on in this country at the time that I I I watched this um, I watched the news when Terry McMahon, was on. S- saying a speech about this is our Ireland and, you know, we've had enough. The homeless crisis was going through the roof. It still is through the roof, but no one's talking about it anymore. Mm. But uh, so it was really frustrating to what, you know, as people, people dying in the streets. This is a couple of years ago. It's still happening today. There's people still dying all the time. And uh, it's frustrating, I find it. So that's why I kind of went into my room after watching news. I was really pissed off as we all do, I think everybody is pissed off with this politics in this country for the last couple of years. It's just, there's never good news. It's just always, you know, there's always something wrong. And and I find that it's like, it's like in any job, right? Mm-hmm. The bosses are always pricks. <laughs> it's true. No matter what you do in life, no matter where you go, they always look down on people. They always kind of, they, because they get into this, this world, it's, it's in the music. Bands that think they're brilliant, they think they, they treat other bands, like uh, you know, they're ignorant towards them and their egos. It's in every industry and it's in po- politics as well. That these guys are so switched off and so into money and so into business into all this that they don't care about things like that.
0: Power and greed, that's it. Eh?
1: You know, power and greed, and it frustrates the life out of me. But look, it frustrates everybody, a mm. whole lot of us. But uh, so that's why I wrote the song. I was, I was kind of angry, and everybody had been going to Australia at the time. And it was sad. It was really sad. It was like they couldn't even get a hurling team together around these places because everybody had gone. Yeah, there's there's you actually know?
0: a line in the song, and when you sing it, and the listeners will hear it, you can hear how angry you are when you say, "This is our Ireland. This it's is not
1: yours." Yeah, you know? yeah. Oh, I was furious when we were writing that song, and that's why. And uh, I remember at the time we 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 were Ireland, but I remember Justin and everybody, and yeah. you know, and. Um, and we all, and everybody was kind of the same, and we all kind of had a bit of, we knew this song, well, it didn't matter what it did or where it went, but we wanted to get this out because we were all, as a kind of a unit, decided we were so fucking pissed off with everything at the moment. This song was kind of our, our release, you know?
0: Yeah, and Joe Joe.ie and everything had it as their feature video one day.
1: That's right, yeah, they had a uh, song, song of the week or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, it did it did well, but, I mean, there was no radio station going to play us. We knew that from day one. They couldn't play us. It's just, it's it's two and the video and everything, but we didn't care. We weren't doing it. We weren't bringing the song out to to get famous. We were just I I personally wanted to say this, and that's what the song is about.
0: Okay, and here it is, August 4th.
1: Is.
2: Enough is enough. I can smell a revolution coming in the air. We won't take any more of this, are you listening, do you hear? Everybody's got the right to live with food and shelter and water. It doesn't affect you, so you don't care. yet it's your motto, I do believe A government that's riddled with the greed That goes through their bloodstream The time for talking is over, no We don't trust you, I Bastards that have bled us joy This is our royal land, this is not yours It's not yours You took all of the happiness And you sent the smiles away You broke some of the strongest men Into believing that they failed The horizon is a common now We can only take so much The people have spoken
1: Love that drum at the end, brilliant, isn't it? Oh, it's a real yeah. protest kind of. We went to the and beats and all to give yeah. us that.
0: When I hear that song and knowing you, you're so angry in it. But what you what what you do very well is you convey your anger so well through your vocals yeah. and through the lyrics.
1: Yeah, that's it, But I just can't. I, that that speech that Terry McMahon said. If you can ever have a look at it on YouTube, whatever. It's, it was moving, you know. Just mm. Christ, I was like, "Oh my god!" Mm. So, um, but the
0: lyrics think, of that song, listening to it there now again, and I mean, I've listened to it over the last few days again, and I hadn't listened to the song in a while. I, you know, I yeah. admit. But just lyrically, you hit the nail on the head, and I mean, it ain't no different today. No,
1: it's no It's no different at you all. Know? Uh, but it's 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 horrendous, like you know, and. Like, we're going through a summer, I don't know, where no one's really talking about it because the weather's okay. But then, going back into the winter, all these people freezing again in the street. It's just... Like, I play in Cork uh, a lot during the week, and I play in different bars. Every, you know, at home and all these bars. And I come out of there, you know, at 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, and there's people all over the fucking streets, man. Yeah. And it's just like every night I come out of the bar, I see this... And it's it's becoming unsafe. You can see them people are terrified of it's like something uh, I could, you can't believe it unless you see I I know people think oh the homeless is bad homeless situation is bad in Cork day and all that but you see it at nighttime, man. Later mm. the night, it's unbelievable. Mm. And it's not a safe place anymore and it's No You know, there's there's no control like uh, it's it's I don't know, it's it's horrible to see it. Yeah. We don't need we don't we we don't need to have that many people homeless. There's no there's no reason for it. No.
0: And as the song yeah. says, enough is enough.
1: Enough is enough. But like, I mean, you know, there's no point in be, being too getting too bad about things because you can you can get you can get too carried away with, with politics and stuff as well. It's bad for your head, you know. Think yeah. too much about things. Yeah. I, I think that anywhere.
0: And do you find like like when when you wrote that song, right? I mean, it, it was a situation that you were fuming over. Yeah, and to the point that it was possibly consuming in a way. So when you yeah. write the song and when you put it there, is that in a sense kind of healing for you, Dots? I mean, does, oh, you know, definitely. your it's venting is done there so it yeah. then won't consume the rest of your life.
1: Yeah. It's like that. I I, I could wake up, if something happens, I'm go, I put something on Facebook or I put everything given out, like, you know, yeah. I have to get it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, obviously the song songwriting is the when you get something out through a song, it's very rewarding too, you know. Like yeah. that, that song to me, was I was delighted with it because that's exactly how I felt at the time and I wanted to write that line, uh, you took all of the happiness and you sent the smiles away. That was about all the people that were, all their kids were heading off to, you know, different countries fine work and yeah. they just didn't care and they were saying, Oh you know
0: Heartbreaking was, for families it
1: was, a, it was a tough time, yeah yeah, it definitely was. I see you know, you see people in rural out and there the one one kid hit he he's gone, he's off to Australia or something. Yeah. You know, it's that's sad, you know.
0: A lot of empty houses.
1: When yeah, you, when you, I mean, you, you know, I'm But what, but what sure, I mean yeah.
0: is, you know, family units broken up because of yeah. the current economic crisis and suddenly it's an empty house, that, you know, because kids can be the life and soul of a house.
1: Oh, completely. And the other side of it is some of these guys were going against their will. I know, I remember guys going to Australia and all that. They didn't want to go. Yeah. They were quite happy to stay here, but they couldn't stay here because there was nothing. There was no work. There was nothing for them. Yeah. And they had to go and young lads that I remember can see mothers there and three or four of us and John in Canada, Mike's in Australia, you know, and you're kinda of going, It's terrible like Yeah. A whole generation and, and, really, isn't it? Whole generation. I know so many guys, I I have friends all over the world and I've talked to them and they'd love to come home, but there's not no home that's uh Yeah. No, it's it's probably a better situation now. Maybe not, I d I don't know. But going back a few years ago when, when but the homeless thing was just it just took, took, took. It was too much for me. I couldn't believe it. Mm. But when you're hearing people dying in the streets, I mean, Jesus Christ! I mean, we we were tw- 2020. Like it shouldn't be happening. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and they were they were they got carried away. They didn't care about the homeless thing, and then they were trying to charge us for water at the time and everything. It was just all too much. Yeah.
0: You know? it, it was the first time I think in a long time that the Irish people united in such numbers and said time, yeah. enough was enough. Yeah. You
1: know? Yeah. Oh, it was, but yeah, everybody had enough. Yeah. You know.
0: Before we wrap this up, going forward for August I'm Walk. Not
1: rapping, Peter. I'm not rapping, uh, Pete. <laughs> I'm not rapping, <laughs> I'm not rapping. All
0: right, then. Well, I used MC- to be a
1: rapper, but I give <laughs> <gave> it up.
0: <laughs> You've got new music coming out soon, though.
1: Yeah, um, we've uh, a new song nearly ready called Ransom. Okay. And... um uh that's going to be out as soon as I can possibly get it out. and
0: It may even be uh, out by the time this podcast comes out. <laughs> it
1: may be, it may be. It's, it, well, the song is, as itself is nearly ready, but there's a video being done for it. So okay. as, soon as soon as that's done. Um,
0: is there a new album in the offing or being worked on for August Walk? Uh,
1: what I'm going to do is I'm going to make uh, another album, yeah. Uh, the other album is going to be, I'm going to keep releasing singles for a while mm. and then I'm going to put an album together so that'd be two albums then and you know I might do a solo a solo album after that or something like that I don't know yeah. I don't know yet
0: The world is your oyster
1: The world is my oyster Yeah
0: Now of course uh, if any of the listeners want to check out anything by August Walk of course you can go onto to Facebook and there's a lot of stuff on YouTube as well and One For The Road which was the third song that we played it, like that has a serious amount of views on, on YouTube as well hasn't it? It does uh,
1: yeah it's got a lot uh, yeah a couple of hundred thousand yeah. So it's, it's, um, no, it's, it's doing well. But I, like, as I say, every, like, every Saturday night, I wake up the Sunday morning I've got all the Snapchats or messages, a messenger from people in the in the kitchen singing one for the road or the, you know, every weekend, every weekend I wake up I have that and I think that's brilliant. That's unreal. I mean, you isn't know?
0: that ultimately the dream as a songwriter? You know, yeah, well, you've written you know, a song it's and nice. it's had a positive effect on people's lives anywhere in the world.
1: Yeah. And it's like, um, it, it, you know, of all the the kind of songs though, I know there's loads. And I, I, p- people have sent me videos of different songs. Oh, that's my favorite one. Or this is my favorite one. And, and I love all that. You know, it's great to see that stuff. I'm sitting down here, my my coach writing a song, and then people are listening to it and, at home. And yeah, that's that's all I want. You know what I mean? I, I don't I, like another song I had success that. It's that a great song as well, actually. Great song, but there's a line in that like, you know, no one can judge you, like, you know. No one can judge your success. Your success is whatever you you know. In, in my eyes, I've, I've done all right with the songs. People know them and people like them, and I, that's as that's as much as you can do.
0: Job done there, so you know? sir.
1: Now, jo- done, just a, a
0: curious one: Did you ever send any of your stuff back to Harry Jones that you've done with August Walk? Is there any contact between you I guys anymore? No,
1: no, there was not. No, no contact after. But you know me; he was a bit weird for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but, no no, he was grand he was grand I didn't you know what I kind of left England that time and when I came back I, I never really went back over there I didn't really hook up with that like I mean that that where I was living around that area I know loads of guys and I must try and get back in touch with them and all that but I barely keep in touch with the friends around here or the people around here the mind uh, yeah
0: the mind across the water
1: yeah you know I'm just kind of when it comes to promoting music and all that I'm not very best at doing that I, I, I'm just more of a, a of song guy. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, I'm glad you stayed
0: in touch with me and you were able to come on the 4Play podcast. Yeah, of course. Of
1: course, definitely. Yeah, I enjoyed it, man. Thanks very much for having me.
0: It's always lovely to to hear a singer songwriter and to pick four your most personal songs isn't easy, but you know, you did it and you've come on and you talked about them and for that I appreciate it, sir. Yeah,
1: There's no problem. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed talking Jen. Thanks. Thanks for keeping up the the live music and the the, the original music. Uh, we need more we need more fellas like you at the moment because, as I said, the, the industry needs a kick in the hole. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, my pleasure, and I got good size ten feet anyway.
1: <laughs> God, pay us <our> legend.
0: <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Foreplay. If you're an artist or a band and you're interested in getting in touch, then you can do so in many different ways. You can email me at podcastforeplay at gmail on Twitter at podcast on Facebook at foreplay music podcast and on Instagram at Music podcast. Thanks for tuning in again and we'll chat soon.